Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Here's why I stump for the great Dr. Mike O'Neill every single day on Breakfast with Kent and Sports Nothing But Sports. Because I want you to take better care of your teeth. That's it. And Dr. Mike O'Neill has helped me do that for the last 25 years. He's going to help you too. All you have to do is give him a call. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Colts injury report, which was released not too long ago by the team. These players are out for tomorrow. Paris Campbell and Marlon Mack, both with hand hand injuries. Taylor, he's got an ankle injury. He's out. Kari Willis, he's still in the concussion protocol, as was expected. Everybody else who's been on the injury report is questionable. Rocky Asin was limited today in practice, questionable with that ankle. And then full go in practice, T.Y. Hilton. Pierre Desir, Mo Ali Cox, Eric Ebron, George Odom, and Jordan Wilkins. Great news for the Colts. If they get all six of those guys back for tomorrow night in particular, Pierre Desir and T.Y. Hilton, all of a sudden it's a different ballgame because if you've got Desir back, you don't have to, uh, Wilson does not have to be uh, activated. And with Hilton back, then the Texans, they're going to have a tough time putting eight guys in the box. Maybe they're going to dare you. Maybe they're going to say, you know what, we know he's a little bit dinged up, he's on the field, but are you willing to throw to him? Maybe they put eight in the box and they dare you to throw to Hilton. Or maybe they throw eight in the box and they say, you know what, we don't think you're going to trust your guys on the outside. You're going to try to run the ball. Let's see if you can do like what you did to the Jaguars and run against our eight in the box. Or... Maybe they drop back. Maybe they play some nickel. They got six in the box, and you can run against that. With Hilton on the field, you've got a chance to do things that otherwise you would be unable to do. At least you'd be unable to do them well. Despite what we saw this past Sunday against the Jaguars, 
Yeah, against the, the Jaguars, they were loading up the box, right? And because the offensive line was dominant again, and because the tight ends blocked their asses off, you're able to run for 264 yards. Really, really good day for that running attack. Fourth time in franchise history, they've had two running backs with 100 or more yards. Really good. If the Colts can go down to Houston, and if they can spread that defense out, they got a hell of a chance to win that game tomorrow night, and I think they do win that game tomorrow night. I think T.Y. is going to play, DeSear is going to play, and as a result, this is a much better football team even than the one we saw win 33-13 to against the Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. And if they do win this game... All of a sudden, all things are possible in the AFC South. You'll have a one-game advantage over the Texans. You'll have the tiebreaker advantage over the Texans. So really, you've got a de facto two-game bulge in the AFC South. You've got the Titans coming to town next Sunday. The Colts, they're gonna have, they've had a short week this week, and that's tough. Next week, they're going to have a long week, and that's good. So if you could beat the Titans, then you've got the Texans going to New England to play the Patriots. I think we can, I, you hate to assume things, but it would seem that Houston would be a significant underdog to the New England Patriots in Foxborough. So the Texans lose next week. The Colts, they beat the Titans, and all of a sudden you're a de facto three games up. On the, uh, uh, on the Houston Texans, you're three, if not four games up, or three and a half, on the Tennessee Titans, and you've got to win, and you're a bunch of games up over the Jacksonville Jaguars. At that point, you will have damn near salted away this division. You can, over the next 10 days, starting tomorrow, you get two wins, you put yourself in a position where it becomes really, really difficult for you not to win it. If you lose tomorrow night, it's a wholly different thing. You are at a one-game disadvantage to the Texans. You no longer own that head-to-head tiebreaker. You will have lost your first game in the division, and all of a sudden, the Texans look like a better-than-even money bet to win the division. Not good for the, for the Colts. Tomorrow night is just that huge a game, and that's why the NFL season is so unbelievable. Because every game, you've only got 16 of them, so every one of these things is incredibly important. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. I think Colts win this game. Indiana, they got a couple of big things today, a couple of scheduled items. The first one comes at 4.30 this afternoon when Dawson Garcia is going to sit at a table at his high school and fumble around for a second and then come up with a hat and put it on his head indicating where the hell he's going to go to college. All right, all indications are, all the experts say the same thing. It's going to be Marquette. Okay, he's down to four, though. Memphis, Minnesota, Marquette, and Indiana. So Indiana fans are, as you would guess, kind of uh, all tingly with anticipation as to whether this kid who's ranked 31st nationally by 247sports.com, whether he's going to come to IU and play basketball with Archie Miller. They've got their class all set except for that one spot. It's Anthony Leal, who's ranked 98, Trey Galloway, 138, and Jordan Geronimo, ranked 132. So there you go. If he signs, it elevates the Indiana class. If he doesn't, you got those three. Maybe you pick up a fourth. I don't care one way or another. Once they get to Bloomington, I'm all in. Until they get to Bloomington, I don't care. Last year, I cared a little bit. 
because I want Indiana guys, all right? And Trace Jackson Davis was going to be Mr. Basketball and getting the second Mr. Basketball in a row I thought was a big deal. And then you had Armand Franklin, who played at my son's alma mater over at Cathedral High School. So we went to some of Armand's games, and I loved the kid. I loved the way he played. He averaged a bunch of points, but they never came outside the flow of the offense. It wasn't like, Armand, you take the ball up high, rest of you guys on the baseline, Armand creates something. It was never that. It was always within the framework of the offense, and he always did the little things that helped his team win. He projected to me to be the kind of a guy you would want to have in your program, and I am always and have been since Archie Miller got to Indiana. I've been really, really happy with his focus on recruiting the right kind of kid. It's not, we talk about Indiana kids, and we talk about, you know, uh, sealing the borders. And all that stuff. But look, if you don't go out and get the right kid from the state of Indiana, it really doesn't make any damn difference what kid you get or where he's from. You're going to wind up with a bunch of wrong kids. Honor Mascara Perea uh, lived in Indiana and played for an Indiana AAU team. He's the wrong kind of kid. Peter Jerkin, same deal. Jeremy Hollowell, same deal. Yogi Farrell, not so much. He was the right kind of a kid. Jordan Hulls, right kind of a kid. Right? And you got a kid like Victor Oladipo, who was a terrific kid, but from Maryland, went to DeMatha. That's the right kind of kid. As long as you get the right kind of kid, good. I only know the right kind of kids who are from Indiana because that's what I follow. So I like those guys. Talk about stumping for Dr. Mike O'Neill. I like stumping for Indiana kids because we get to see over a number of years what these kids are made of, what the character of their basketball skill set is. You know what I mean? Character is really, really important. You build, you build a team with talented parts, but if they don't connect together correctly, you got a big problem. Armand Franklin connects. Dawson Garcia, i never seen this kid play. I don't care whether he comes to Indiana or whether he doesn't. Anthony Leal, seen him a little bit. Uh, Trey Galloway, seen him a little bit. I'm looking forward to those guys being Hoosiers, just like I did with Trey, uh, Trace Jackson Davis and uh, Armand Franklin. I like that kind of kid. I like Indiana kids. And so whether his kid comes or not, I am not invested in the very least. They say he's going to Marquette. I hope he has a nice time there. My, I've told you this before, but my nephew's trying to figure out where to go to college. He's got about four schools on his list. He's not an athlete. Actually, he's quite a good athlete, but he didn't play anything in high school, didn't play a sport. Could have been a really good baseball player, actually. And IU is one of his final four. I'd like him to go to Indiana, but I know that wherever he goes, he's going to have a positive experience because that is generally what happens to kids when they go to college. They learn about themselves. They learn stuff academically. They make friends. Maybe they're lucky enough, like I did, to meet the person who had become, if you know, your wife or your husband. That is a nice thing. That's what I got out of college. I got a bunch of friends. I got a wife. I got kind of a a social strata that I have existed in very nicely since leaving Bloomington. So that's what you get. And this kid, Dawson Garcia, wherever he goes, whether it's Marquette, whether it's Indiana, whether it's Memphis, whether it's Minnesota, he's going to have all of that there for him. All right. So whatever the choice is for the kid doesn't really matter. Whatever the choice is for Indiana doesn't really matter. Are they better with him? 
I have no idea because I've never seen him play. So let's talk about the other item on the agenda. But we're all going to watch. I'll watch at 4.30 to see this kid pull the hat out. And if he's got an eye on it, good. If he doesn't, whatever. He can go to Marquette or wherever he wants to go. Uh, Princeton tonight. All right, Indiana is playing another team not in the top 200, according to Ken Palm. This would be their fifth in a row this season. This is their fifth game. They have not been challenged. The first five games against uh, Western Illinois, against Portland State, against North Alabama, and against Troy. The margins of victory have been 33, 11, 26, and 38. So Indiana not getting tested, what they've got to figure out a way to do and why this schedule is smart, and I'm not being critical of this schedule, they've got to figure out how to play together, and it's better to do that against an opponent that you can beat than do it against an opponent that's going to kick your ass. And I got a feeling throughout this November, without Devontae Green for most of the games, Rob Finnessy on the shelf the last game, other guys kind of wandering into the lineup, wandering out. You've got Trace Jackson Davis, Armand Franklin, who are newcomers. Joey Brunk, despite the fact that he's a grad transfer junior in eligibility, he's a new guy. you got a lot of new guys on this team, and they've all got to figure out a way to play together. Better to do that against teams that you can beat than do that against teams you lose to because losing in Bloomington comes with a cost. And that cost is visited via social media. And when you're on campus, people kind of giving you the stink eye. If you're winning all your games, people are very happy with you. They, you're the mayor of Bloomington when I use winning. When you lose, you are no longer the mayor. You are the pariah of Bloomington. Better to get together and have this chemistry kind of come together during a time when you're winning rather than a time when you're losing. So, moving forward with the schedule, you got Princeton tonight, and they're one of the worst defensive basketball teams in uh, Division One. In all of the 353 teams in Division One, Princeton among the very, very worst. Then you've got Louisiana Tech, and then you've got finally to wrap up this portion of the season where they don't play good teams at all. You've got a game against South Dakota State. All those games at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Uh, The Louisiana Tech game is coming up this Monday, and then a week from Saturday, same day as the bucket game, you've got South Dakota State. Now, after that, it gets a little bit tougher against Florida State at Simon Scott Assembly Hall in the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Then you travel to Wisconsin. Then you play UConn at Madison Square Garden. Then you've got Nebraska at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, Notre Dame at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in the Crossroads Classic. And then to wrap up the non-conference portion of the season, you've got a visit from Arkansas to Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Ken Palm says the only game among those Indiana should lose is against Wisconsin in Madison. So, if that comes to pass, if Indiana can hold serve, according to Ken Palm, and have one loss going into the bulk of the Big Ten schedule, we've got those two against uh, Wisconsin and then Nebraska in December. But then once they start on January 4th at Maryland, if you go 10-8 and in those remaining 18 games, you're going to win 22 to 24, 25 games, and you're going to the NCAA tournament, and that would be seen as progress by a fan base that needs to see some progress. Archie Miller has, has checked a lot of boxes, 
But the one box he hadn't checked is showing progress. This is only his third year. So year one to year two, they got a little bit better. Year two to year three, they look better yet. And as you cycle out of those guys that were recruited by Tom Crean and into the guys who uh, show the tenacity and the toughness that Archie Miller is said to crave, then you should see a steady ascension in the Big Ten, and all of a sudden you're getting into the NCAA, whereas over the last three years, you did not get a bid to the NCAA tournament. This is a tough season. It's an important season for Archie Miller. You can come in at the onset, right, and you can impress kids like Romeo Langford and Trace Jackson Davis and Armand Franklin and all of those guys, Rob Finnessy, Demise Anderson, these guys from the state of Indiana, because they don't know what you're not yet. All they know is what you say you are. And so that salesmanship is effective, in a way that after four or five years, if you're not moving the needle in a really positive direction, you got a problem recruiting inside your state. That's what happened to Tom Crean. Tom Crean also had the liability of being Tom Crean, where he just wore people out. He was on people as freshmen, and then he was so present in their lives that finally you're like, I can't take another four years with this guy, and they would either decommit or they would never have committed, and they would commit someplace else. That was kind of the, the burden Tom Crean presented to IU basketball and himself. And he'll do the same thing at Georgia. But Indiana with Archie Miller, it's a little bit different. And as long as they keep showing an arc toward brighter days, you can continue to sell Indiana as a program on the come. And that's really important for Archie. It's important to the people down in Bloomington. It's kind of what you've got this year finally with Indiana football. Right, Indiana football under Tom Allen, five and seven, five and seven. Prior to those five and seven seasons, when Tom Allen took over for Kevin Wilson, as Kevin Wilson was told, his employment status was uh, was in the negative down in Bloomington. You had Tom Allen come in and say it's a new day and it's LEO and it's all this stuff, and nobody knew whether it was ever going to take root and bring additional wins to Indiana University football. Well, this year it has. They've got seven wins right now. They've got a game against Michigan on Saturday that is winnable. And then they've got the bucket game up in West Lafayette. And if you win one of those two games, you've got eight wins going into a bowl. You probably go to the Music City Bowl and hip, hip, hooray. All of a sudden that evolution is showing positive strides. Right, And instead of people thinking that Tom Allen is a kook on the sidelines, they're going to think he's colorful. Right, They're going to think he's eccentric. The difference between crazy and eccentric is money. Right, A billionaire, Jim Ursay, is seen as eccentric, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, if he was destitute, he would be seen as a crazy person. That is the difference between having money and not having money. And that's the difference with coaches. When they win, all of a sudden, they're quirky. If they lose, they're unemployed. And that's the way it goes. Tom Allen, peripatetic on the sidelines during Indiana football games, jumping up and down, clapping constantly. It's all the same kind of behaviors that we saw in Tom Crean that finally just wore us the hell out because they also came with a whole bunch of losses, right? Over a number of seasons, they did have that outlier uh, Big Ten title in 2015, 
right? 15 or 16. And then it kind of went in the tank and people are like, okay, we're all done with this guy. Archie Miller needs to show growth in the way that Tom Allen has shown growth. Getting to a bowl is very, very similar to getting to the NCAA tournament for Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball has got to get into the NCAAs, and hopefully we see some kind of of evolution tonight toward the positive for the basketball team as they take on the Princeton Tigers, who are always thought to still be the same Princeton that Pete Carrill uh, coached way back in the day when it was a bunch of back cuts. And, you know, you Princeton, we knew what Princeton was. They always did the same thing, and they drove teams nuts. Well, this Princeton team is not that Princeton team. They are not good defensively. They are not great offensively. You don't lose to Duquesne and Lafayette and some other school, and you're 0-3 while playing mid-majors, you're not, you, you can't sell the notion that, hey, we're the best in the Ivy League, so come on board, play in the non-conference schedule, get your ass beat by some teams, and then all of a sudden we're going to go beat Harvard and Yale, because Harvard and Yale have actually turned into pretty damn good uh, basketball programs. Pacers are going to get back to work tomorrow. Great time for a break for the Pacers with Brogdon on the shelf, Lamb on the shelf, McConnell on the shelf. Of course, Victor Oladipo still in rehab. You know what? The fewer games that are played right now, the better for this team. If they can get Brogdon back against the Magic on Saturday night, they look very good. And during this stretch, they got a hell of a chance to run up some wins. Uh, the Indiana Pacers right now, they are 8-6 and six on the season, and that that's okay. You know what? Given who they are, given what they are, given that Victor Oladipo has not been able to play this season yet, that's not a bad result. So they've got Orlando on Saturday, like I said. Then they've got Memphis and Utah, both those games at home on Monday and Wednesday. Then they play Atlanta at home. Then they go on the road, and they got one tough game against Philly. And then they play this. The, uh, they play Memphis. They play Oklahoma City. And then they play Memphis, Oklahoma City, Detroit, and the Knicks. This is a team that if they catch a little bit of fire, they could win a bunch of games and wind up looking at the first third of this season. All right, and how many games is that? What is that, 27 games roughly? Uh, you can wind up 18 and 9 if you do things right. Or, or 17 and 10, somewhere in that uh, general neighborhood. And that would be terrific for the Pacers as they look ahead to a future with Victor, Victor Oladipo on the floor. If you have Brogdon, Oladipo, T.J. Warren, Domas Sabonis, and Miles Turner with Batadza coming off the bench, McDermott coming off the bench, Lamb coming off the bench, Aaron Holiday coming off the bench, that is a deep and talented team that will have figured out at that point how to play together. I love the way this team is set up, and I love if you can get Victor Oladipo back for, and this would be, what, about three weeks from now. On December 9th, the Pacers play against the Clippers here at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Man, you got something, I think. And that second unit, I think, has got a chance to be really, really good. We'll see. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll keep looking forward to 4.30 this afternoon when we finally find out where Dawson Garcia is going. And by all accounts, it looks like it's going to be Marquette. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. 
on Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15 on Periscope Live. I got to tell you, the number of people who are watching Breakfast with Kent, both on Facebook and on Periscope, and with Periscope, you also get it on Twitter, is kind of phenomenal. I don't know what's happened. Maybe they've changed changed the way they look at, at views. I don't know. But a lot of people watching, and I love it. All brought to you by, and, and thank you for it. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. Call him, 317-849-2933. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.